I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. If you enjoy listening, you can head to the NHK World website to watch. You'll find interviews with people from all walks of life. Have you ever considered what your core values are? It's an exercise that helps to identify what matters most to you. Your core values, and usually you can distill them down to just two or three, can help to steer you through life. If you have a difficult decision to make, knowing what your core values are can help you to find clarity. Or if you're trying to understand why a particular person or situation keeps rubbing you up the wrong way, you might find it's because there is a clash with one of your core values. They can be useful guideposts, something solid to return to when you're feeling lost. I'm still working on mine, but curiosity is definitely one of them. I find I'm in good company because curiosity is a value shared by today's guest, acclaimed mathematician Ingrid Dobshi. Celebrated for her groundbreaking work on wavelet activity, Ingrid has come to the conclusion that what matters most in life is curiosity, kindness, and creativity. Creativity is not always associated with maths, but for Ingrid, maths is akin to an art form, an exploration of the edges of what is possible, and that perspective has led her to some fascinating projects. To Ingrid, maths is everything and everywhere, an innate human activity. Have a listen to her and see if you agree. Here's narrator Hannah Barnes. I'll meet you on the other side. Acclaimed mathematician Ingrid Dobshi is known for her innovative work on the wavelet theory. Named after her, the Dobshi wavelets have transformed image and signal processing used in applications like medical imaging and wireless communication. For example, wavelets help provide a more detailed analysis of MRI. Dobushi has always been curious and loves to collaborate with people in a wide variety of fields. She has expanded her work to include art. Along with a group of artists, she created an installation to illustrate that math can be found everywhere. As the importance of science education has become more of a trend in recent years, her project has garnered a lot of attention. Seeing what matters and what doesn't matter and then solving the problem with the simplified, that, that is the beginning of mathematics. And we do that all the time. And that's why I say math is really everywhere. Dobushi's passion is to show us that mathematics is accessible to everyone. Mathematics has a reputation for being hard and only really accessible to people who have a special gift for it. And I don't agree with that at all. Um, because we, all of us, it's a very human activity. 
And all of us have these impulses to make things logical or simpler. For instance, uh, when my, my, my son was, was very small and he helped us in, he, in decorating and he saw a box of little decorating objects and it was a box with three rows and there were four items on each row. And then he saw the box turned and now it was three items on each row and there were four rows just because the box had turned by 90 degrees. It looks different. So three rows of four objects is the same as four rows of three objects. And he observed it by himself. I hadn't thought of it as a teaching moment to tell him. He says, oh, look. And that's a mathematical observation. It's an observation we all make. Dobsey says that in math, you simplify things and look for patterns. It is a natural human behavior we follow. The observation of three times four is four times three is already an abstract observation. It doesn't depend on the objects you see. And so what we do in mathematics is we, we notice analogies between reasonings. We look at analogies and exploit those and exploit insights we get in one setting to then use it in a different setting to do something with. And that is, again, something that we all do all the time. Dobuji is known for collaborating with people outside her area of expertise. Two years ago, she started an art project with 24 artists and mathematicians. The piece is called Mathmalchemy. Like alchemy, it suggests that math can be magical and transformative. It is a collection of playful mathematical objects and art pieces based on mathematical theories. Math concepts can often be found in art. A lot of objects are based on various geometrical patterns. For example, the balls are lined up and gradually become smaller. With the help of mathematicians, the sizes of the balls are calculated in precise ratios. The beauty of the perfectly aligned balls convey the power of math. The installation has started to tour the U.S. It is so popular that the exhibit has been booked until spring 2023. So two years ago, I thought of, of, of a way of trying to bring a group of these people together and make one big installation of a magical world that wouldn't illustrate just one thing, but many things. I mean, just a different way of illustrating mathematics to people, people in general, to kids, to, to anybody. I think working with others is always useful because people have different ideas. And the sum of all the ideas usually leads to a better solution than what one person by themselves can think of. I find less limited than uh, when you want to try to solve a scientific problem. Um, but, but still, the creative impulse, it's, 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 it's very similar. I mean, you, you think about within the limits of what is possible, what can I do? And you, you just 
work with it and you you try it from different angles and, and I think ma- mathematics is like a shortcut in logic so it's a, you invent shortcuts to do intellectual things to me art is a way of giving shortcuts for emotions so it gives insight in our emotional world and you connect at an emotional level with the artists and so artists are people who have the gift of using material things to connect emotionally and to that helps you emotionally Dobshi was born in Belgium in 1954 from an early age she was drawn to mathematics when she couldn't sleep she counted multiplying by 2 such as 2 4 8 16 instead of just counting in sequence her curiosity about how things work led her to study physics at college however she became interested in mathematics and gradually moved to that field reaching beyond set boundaries Dobushi has always followed her passion. Her flexible thinking contributed to her groundbreaking work on wavelet theory. She has received numerous accolades including the National Academy of Science award. To do physics you need to learn a lot of mathematics because the, the physical quantities are described in mathematical terms. And so I learned these mathematical techniques and I was really interested in those and so my work became more and more mathematical so i i didn't change it was just the label that people put on me that changed i mean uh, but it's true that it's the mathematical part of it that i enjoyed most and i think uh that having a background that's different from most it can be helpful it can be a hindrance too because of course there are things that they all know and that you don't so you have to learn those so you have to work harder in order to learn the things that you are missing but uh the fact that you have uh, 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 that you come from a different angle can be very helpful and certainly i think it helped me yes when students tell me uh i wasn't trained in mathematics from when i was little will that be a problem for me i tell them no it's not uh on the contrary it may give you sometimes an advantage but it means that you have to work hard now using math in an ingenious way dobushi helped restore the ghent altarpiece in belgium the 15th century panels were damaged due to age overpainting also made it hard to restore them to their original condition dobushi's team helped analyze fine details for the conservators One of the team's surprising discoveries was the book in this drawing. Because of numerous cracks, the book's text was undecipherable. People thought they may just be squiggles. By mathematically analyzing the characteristic of the cracks, such as their depth and color, the team was able to find patterns which helped to figure out the original condition of the text. When the art conservators restored the piece based on the analysis, they found that the text was based on an existing manuscript. 
With math, Daubashi's team helped to advance art conservation techniques. When I say math can help, I mean math has tools, but also a, mathem- a way of approaching the problem as saying, I can think about this. I can solve problems by thinking about them and analyzing what's going on. I mean, it's a very powerful thing. I believe that trying to think in terms of mathematics and the logic and patterns and so on is something that can be useful in many different circumstances. So it's for me natural to to, to work with people who are not mathematicians. It's a work of art and it, it I resonated with it emotionally like everybody who experiences art. It's, it's not, I, and I take great joy in having been a little part of the whole effort that uh, helped restore the painting. But uh, uh, it's my reaction to the art is as, as art. I mean, uh, when I see the restored piece. Dobushi is one of the only few female mathematicians at the top level of academia. Not only is she a role model for female students, but she also supports them as they navigate often challenging career paths. We asked her why there are still so few top female mathematicians in the field. Uh, why are there so few female mathematicians? First of all, there are more than you think, uh, because we forget about them. So if you talk less about them, then people don't remember. Uh, that also then doesn't encourage young people to go into it because they don't see so many examples. Don't get the message that they have to emphasize uh, and to downplay their, their femininity and emphasize masculine qualities in order to be successful because it is completely independent of that. It would be good for mathematics to have more, uh, more varied a group of people doing it because the more different backgrounds you have, the more ideas. And uh, so I'm hoping that indeed uh, we will see more and more mathematicians, female mathematicians. Uh, In the States, you typically do your graduate studies in a different place from your undergraduate. And then you do a postdoc in yet another place. And then you still have to go to another place to start your career. I mean, that all adds years. And if you want to start a career, uh, start a family, you can have your children young, but of course then you have less time and less sleep (laughs) to do all that math. So the answer is to actually construct it so that it becomes more family friendly. And that will help not just the women, also young men. So it would be a win for everybody. If you feel you're part of it, if you feel that that uh, your wish of building a life fits in this environment where you can also do what you want to do intellectually, then it's more likely that you will stay. After decades of innovative works, both in math and other fields, what does Dobushi value most in life? Her answer... Be creative, be curious, be kind, live. 
being kind to others, which is what is what makes collaboration work. Uh, to be creative, I just think is a positive thing in its own right. And curiosity, apparently, I, I really think is very important because it also opens you up to others. And these things to me mean what it is to live. So I hope that I can, I mean, I'm now 67, so I'm starting to think, I mean, certainly more than half my life is gone, probably more than two thirds. Uh, so, but if I can do some of this until the very end, I will feel it's been a good life. One of the things that stands out to me about Ingrid is her enthusiasm for collaboration. It's our talent for collaboration that arguably sets us apart from other animals. It's certainly one of the skills that has supported the extraordinary development of the human species. As Ingrid says, many minds are always better than one when we're seeking to find a solution. The pandemic has seen a lot of us become much more isolated, both physically and mentally. Listening to Ingrid has made me determined to seek out some fresh collaboration and with it fresh ideas and fresh energy. Perhaps it's the secret to our resilience. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes. <laughs>